ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Hey ladies, welcome back to the No Higher Calling podcast. It is a joy to once again have Denise Palmer on the podcast with me. Good morning. So Denise is not an unfamiliar voice. We walked through the entire book of Titus throughout the whole year last year. And if you didn't listen to those, you'll want to, because that really has laid such a foundation, even just on other podcast episodes. Mm-hmm. I feel like I just, I reference things that God taught us through Titus. Yeah. Um, and that was just such a fun journey to have you join me on. Um, Today, we're tackling a little bit of a different topic, but one that I think really is so important in our world and our culture today, and that is modern feminism's attack on biblical womanhood. Wow. (laughs) You don't care to tackle the bull by the horns, do you? Uh, Well, it's needed. It's it's an important thing. It is. It's a hot topic. Yes. And it has crept into the church more than Mm -hmm. I think we'd like to admit. Mm -hmm. And these feminism ideas, they're broad. Mm -hmm. And like you say, they reach over into um, the church. And um, all of us really have been influenced or affected um, by feminism. It it just can't be helped. It's Mm -hmm. in everything. It's in um, media. It's in anything that we watch. Um, It's in the schools. I mean, we're all at some point or some way influenced or affected by feminism. Mm -hmm. And so um, it is something that we need to discuss. It's something that we need to kind of get to the foundation Mm -hmm. and go back. If we're going to be biblical women, followers of the Bible, then we need to know what God says and not what man says about feminism. So um, that's the idea of this. So hopefully we can flesh some things out and unpack this and... um, Kind of, you know, maybe some suggestions, some things that will help us in our own family and our own life. Mm-hmm. Well, I know we've talked before just the importance of the thought life. I mean, goodness, mm-hmm. here we go back to Titus, that being sober minded. Yeah. And really, I mean, that might be a good place to start here is, you know, when we have on one spectrum, we might have modern feminism, the other, we have biblical womanhood. Right. Um, like you said, it's, it's affected so much of our thinking that sometimes it's muddy waters. What mm-hmm. is truth? What is lie? And I know our pastor says so often that the the most dangerous error is the one that is closest to the truth. And some of this has been painted as truth or has just been accepted as truth. So I think, you know, that's really our heart in coming to this episode is really, like you said, getting to the root, getting to the foundation of mm-hmm. what does God say about biblical womanhood? And right. then, you know, how do we need to change to be more like Christ instead of more like culture. Right, right. So, you know, in order to do that, we have to go all the way back to Genesis. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to go all the way back to the beginning. We need to look at God's Word um, and ask God to search us and to change our thinking and to change our heart. We don't want to go to God's Word and try to find Scripture to support what we think, Mm -hmm. but we want God's Word to change us. Um, and to reveal blind spots that we may have in our thinking. Um, you know, so much of what we do are, are traditions of mm-hmm. men. So we really want to go back to um, to the Bible and what the Bible says. And, you know, for right now, though, let's talk about feminist principles and mm-hmm. feminism in general. And we have to remember that, um, you know, 
feminism is a product of what man thinks, not mm-hmm. what God thinks. Um, and maybe how feminism began is because man was, and, and when I say man, mankind, not just men mm-hmm. in general, but um, we were messing up from the beginning. We were not um, treating women as they should be treated, as the Bible has um, told us. Um, we, you know, husbands have not been have been abusive or whatever. And so man has decided to try to um, solve the problem, mm-hmm. you know, to remedy uh, what's going on. And so that, as we know, that just kind of messes things up even more. Mm-hmm. And so what may have started out as a good idea um, has really kind of snowballed into this thing that we have now that's in mm-hmm. every, uh, it's just, it, it affects everything. Thing, the family, uh, women in general, uh, men. It's just, it's just been kind of like a cancer. It's yeah. consumed. I know. I was doing some research on this, and it was really interesting as I was reading a little bit about the history of feminism. There's a whole big history, so I won't go through all of that for time's sake. Right. But it was interesting to me because I think sometimes when we come to this, some of the early feminist ideas. We're thankful for. I'm glad yeah. I can vote. I'm glad mm-hmm. I can get an education. And, you know, I know sin has really just corrupted the world. And like you said, mm-hmm. it, it might have, the early ideas might have been birthed from sin mm-hmm. and re- re- responses to that. Um, so it was really interesting to me. There's really three waves of feminism. The first one starting in the early 1900s. But I was reading that when it started, there were really two different groups in the feminist movement. There were the egalitarians and then there were the maternal feminism feminists. So the egalitarians were more arguing for women's rights apart from their gender and fought for a woman's right to operate in the same roles as men. Some of this is coming from the Mama Bear Apologetics book. Okay. Um, then the maternal feminists argued for women's rights and equality within their unique roles as mothers and caregivers. And I think maybe that's kind of where sometimes we think, okay, as a biblical woman, yes, I am thankful for some of these things. And that might line up with those early thoughts of more of that maternal within my role that God created mm-hmm. me. Um, you know, God does talk about in his word how he created us equal, but yet unique with different things. But it was out of that other side that really so much of the second wave and third wave and now where we are um, today, where we've left some of those early thoughts. But Mm -hmm. I think as we look into so much, God always has his perfect design, his order. Right. talked about that in Titus. And then Satan always has that counterfeit and comes in. And again, at the beginning, it it was close. It seemed okay. But the longer we go, the more we give in it to man's ideology, the more more it... Degrades, I guess. Yes. And, you know, um, if you look up the definition now of feminism, we see it's a range. Mm-hmm. It's a range of socio-political movements. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a key word there, movement, and ideologies. And that's another key word. And its aim is to define and establish the political, economic, personal, and social equality of the sexes. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, they may argue that it's equality for the sexes, how they get to that equality sometimes is is where we mess up, mm-hmm. and these ideologies. Um, something that was um, 
and, and that definition came from Wikipedia. Um, Dictionary.com says the doctrine advocating social, political, and all other rights of women equal to those of men. So that's a little simpler definition. But here's something that ThoughtCo.com wrote about feminism. Again, it's a complex set of ideologies and theories that at its core seeks to achieve equal social, political, and economic right for women. Although feminism benefits everyone, its aim is to achieve equality for women because prioritizing those who are most oppressed means freeing everyone else. Since men's rights are already secured and institutionally protected, feminism does not aim to help men. So it's very targeted, it's very specific, and almost all modern societal structures are patriarchal and are constructed in such a way that men are the dominant force in making the majority of political, economic, cultural decisions. In large part, this is caused due to colonialization, imperialism by Europeans. So... um, you know, they're blaming a lot of this on colonialization and imperialism and a European way of thought, and they're wanting to um, destroy all of that. But the Bible says, God said, that men are to lead mm-hmm. in some ways. Now, dominant, uh, they're not to domin- be domineering. You know, women would love to follow uh, men when they trust when they um, believe that it is in their best interest or the best interest of everyone or that they're following God, that they're mm-hmm. answering to God. And um, and women would have no problem. Men, husbands are to love their wives as, mm-hmm. as Christ loved the church. And so, you know, when we are loved like that, we have no problem following um, our husband. And so there's sin on both parts. You know, there's it just... When we do not follow God's order and we start going and doing our own thing, our own ideologies, we really can mess things up. And that word ideology, the science of ideas or of the mind. So it's mankind's idea, Mm -hmm. not God's idea. I didn't realize, too, how much Marxism is is infiltrated into that, this whole idea of we're just going to take it back down to rubble and then Mm -hmm. rebuild from the ground up the Mm -hmm. way we think it should be. And we're seeing that. I mean, whether it's in the feminism movement or these, all the gender issues that we're having, we're trying to smash everything that God designed Mm -hmm. as order, the family, um, you know, the roles of man and woman and husband and wife and mother and father, and then rebuild this, what we think is superior, Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, goodness, just as in the Tower of Babel, when they thought we have a better plan, right? we are smarter than God, what did he show them? And I think this is really where my heart from the podcast came is we need to stop in our tracks, recognize these lies, right, and then be determined in our own hearts and as we teach our children or as we can influence other women that we choose the Bible, that we right. stand by the Bible. Right. And you know... Second Timothy three sixteen says that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. Mm-hmm. So all of Scripture comes from God. We can trust it. We can know that that's God's um, will, His order, His way, and it's profitable for four things: the doctrine, reproof, correction, and instruction. And so, um, doctrine. And, and many of your listeners may know this and. It's always a good time to for a little refresher. Yeah. But doctrine is what is right, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, reproof is what is wrong. So the Bible tells us both. This is wrong. Learn from those mistakes. Mm-hmm. This is right. Do this. This is the right way. Correction is how to get right, and instruction in righteousness is how to stay right. Mm-hmm. And so as biblical women, we want to follow the Bible. We worship and are um, we are owned mm-hmm. by God Almighty, um, the creator of the world. Unfortunately, a lot of people in our world do not acknowledge the God that we know. They follow other little g-gods, or they simply have put themselves in the place of God, and they're going to do what they want to do, or they're going to follow some other, like I said, little little g-god. Mm-hmm. But if we are truly seeking to be biblical women, to, um, to be a biblical wife, a biblical mother, then we have got to know what, stri- uh, what Scripture says, mm-hmm. and we've got to first just nail down that it is from God and that it is our instruction book. It tells us what's right, what's wrong, and if we're wrong, how to get right, and it tells us how to stay right. Mm-hmm. And so that right there for biblical womanhood has to be nailed down. That has yes. to be a foundation for us. And so no matter what topic we talk about, mm-hmm. All these isms, Marxism, feminism, transgenderism, all those mm-hmm. kinds of things, that is really, um, that that's man's idea. And so instead of feminism's attack on biblical womanhood, it's really God, uh, man's ideas mm-hmm. attacked on God's idea. Yes. And God really just requires us to be obedient. Mm-hmm. And when we obey and we follow the order, as we saw in Titus, Things there's blessings mm-hmm. and things go well. Is it perfect? No, because we're sinful creatures and we live in a fallen world. But there are blessings yes. associated with God's order, mm-hmm. and that's what we want. Yeah. Um, so talking about uh, man's ideas mm-hmm. or man's mind, do you know how fickle <laughs> man's or women's minds are? Um, the heart is desperately <laughs> wicked. Who can know? <laughs> exactly. And how many times in one day I change my mind? Um, we're influenced by circumstances, feelings, experiences. Mm-hmm. And so if we base our life on our ideas, mm-hmm. our ideology, we're in for a world of hurt that is yeah. not a very stable or solid foundation. Mm-hmm. We have to remember that God is immutable, and we always want to see God in these things. He's unchanging. The Word of God does not change. And He holds our past, our present, and our future. Mm-hmm. So we can trust Him with what's going what's coming down the pike, what's yeah. going to happen in the future. But we can trust him with where we've messed up in the past too. Mm-hmm. Satan would like to um, destroy us and and to tell us not to keep going. You can't accomplish this. You mm-hmm. can't do this based on pa- past failures. And um, we can just, we can give all of that to the Lord. He knows about it. Mm-hmm. He has forgiven and forgotten it. And we need to as well and not let the enemy bring that up. Yeah. So there's a lot of hurts that have come um, as the consequences of feminism. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, right now we live in an economic structure where it almost requires two people to work to bring in income to support the family. So that takes the mother out of the home. Mm-hmm. And um, we know that God ordered, gave women the ability to give birth, gave them the um, um characteristics, traits, gifts that they need to provide mm-hmm. um, nurturing yeah. 
love, you know, comfort, that sort of thing. Men are gifted and talented and geared a different way. They're more of a provider or protector. And so this is all by God's design. Mm -hmm. And so when we try to um, live like the world or we subscribe to feminism, there's some hurts that come with that. And one of them is um, now, you know, women have to work Mm -hmm. to make ends meet. So I I hear from a lot of women who would like to stay home and would like to get things in order, but they're in such a, um, in such condition, maybe financially, Mm -hmm. that they can't, that -hmm. they can't do that. But I always suggest that they keep striving for that, keep praying, and God will make a way. Mm -hmm. And I know that's um, true in my own personal life. Um, God did that for my husband and I. And um, it may take a little bit of time, but mm-hmm. we can, we can, we can, um, God will answer those prayers. Yes. Um, you know, back in the day, back when my kids were little, there was this thing called latchkey kids. You know, kids mm-hmm. would go home with a key tied around their neck and let themselves in the home and would be there by themselves until mom or dad got home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that caused a lot of issues. And psychologists even today talk about, you know, some of the issues, some of the um, deficiencies maybe in development that mm-hmm. occurred because of this latchkey um time or Mm -hmm. era that we lived in. Um, There's stress on marriages. Um, The divorce rates are so astounding. I think some young people have given up on the the whole marriage idea. Mm -hmm. They just cohabitate now. And we know God's order was none of these things, but these are consequences to man's ideas, Mm -hmm. okay? And today we're particularly talking about feminism, but there's consequences in all of these ideologies that mm-hmm. come from man, um, heritage or, heritages are perverted. You know, children, little girls are growing up not knowing how to be mothers. Mm-hmm. Little boys are growing up not knowing how to be husbands or fathers. And um, and we see a lot of families, broken families, where the father is not even in the home. Mm-hmm. And we're having these conversations now how to deal with that. And we're looking to the government Mm -hmm. to supply or to financially provide or whatever. And when God has the answer that we just refuse to turn to God um, for these things, we, we are disobedient. We're just such a rebellious people. Mm -hmm. Um, Men are emasculated. We are really trying to feminize men Mm -hmm. and uh, men are afraid to stand up and to be um, manly, mm-hmm. you know, or to be for fear of being too aggressive, you know. So we've really done a number on our men. And so we need to pray for our men. We need mm-hmm. to pray for our husbands, for our little boys, um, that they would that they would know what God's Word says mm-hmm. about godly manhood, biblical um, husband, biblical father. And we really need to pray that they would have the strength to take lead mm-hmm. because so many of them are just refusing to be the leaders of their homes. And that causes hurts mm-hmm. and there's consequences associated with that. Yes. And, you know, so in the beginning and on the surface, feminism and all this correcting what was wrong seemed so good. It sounded so good mm-hmm. and it sounded so needed that... We've really found ourselves in a real pickle right now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
equality, equal rights for men and women. What does the Bible say about that? Mm-hmm. That leads us to another uh, another thought. Does God look at us, men and women, equally? Um, and I think that He does. He loves us equally. If we just ch- take John three sixteen, He loved all mankind, mm-hmm. the the entire world. He gave His only begotten Son for all people, all men and women, mm-hmm. and everyone, um, all mankind has the opportunity to receive that love. Mm-hmm. He died on the cross for all sin. And that's something that we all equally have in common is sin. All men, um, Romans 3.23, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So we all needed a Savior, mm-hmm. all of us, men and women. And um, all of us can receive forgiveness of sin. First um, John 1 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us all people. Mm-hmm. And he's he is um just to forgive us of sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness equally. Mm-hmm. Um even when Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit was poured out, it was poured out on all men and women. Mm-hmm. So in God's eyes, we're all going to have to stand before him and give an account for what we did. We're all going to be judged by the one righteous God. So we are equal. Mm-hmm. We are equal. He equally loves us. He holds us equally responsible. We are equal. Um, but he has given us different jobs to do. Mm-hmm. He's given us different tasks. He has a different purpose, and he's equipped us differently to accomplish those purposes. Mm-hmm. And that's what we forget. And, um, you know, if we go back to, um, I think it's Genesis three sixteen, when, um, you know, the fall of man, mm-hmm. when they ate of the fruit, and God said, you know, that's sin, and sin entered into the world, I think there's something to that where um, God said to the woman, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. And even today, I would be lying, sitting here in in this chair, if I said, I don't wince a little bit when I hear that he shall rule over thee. Mm -hmm. But this is God's word. God's not wrong. I'm wrong. And there's something about this desire shall be to thy husband. I don't understand. I don't fully understand all of that. And I'm I'm not here to say, Mm -hmm. look, you know, I've got the answer and here it is. Mm -hmm. But there's something to that um, when the when the serpent was cursed and and this this um this this decree, I guess, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, that God gave to Adam and then he gave to Eve. There's something to that. And so since Genesis 3.16, there's this angst. Mm-hmm. There's this rub. There's this um, little tug of war or whatever between men and women. Mm-hmm. And so Satan has simply just capitalized on that. Mm-hmm. And he absolutely wants to render us helpless. He wants to take us captive. He wants to destroy us. If we belong to the Lord, if we have uh, a, a saving knowledge and we belong to God, the Holy Spirit indwells us, we are converted mm-hmm. um, believers, he cannot, the enemy, Satan, cannot take that mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. We cannot be snatched out of the Father's hands, but He sure can render us helpless, yes. destroy our testimony, um, make us just stay home and not try to do anything or mm-hmm. fulfill the purpose that God has for us. Well, and I think He knows where to strike too. You know, if you right. read that and says, you know, that He shall rule over her, He knows that's right. a sore point. And if I can get in there, because what is his ultimate goal? It's to destroy God's order. Yes. And so he he comes in there. And you know, I think sometimes there's this pendulum between, okay, we see modern day fe- feminism. We see, you know, the loud and um, just the brash and the crude mm-hmm. maybe. But then we swing to the other side and we're like, well, are we just supposed to sit in silence? You know, maybe be the doormat. Right. So I think sometimes we struggle with, okay, where... Where do we fall on this? But I love that you brought out that about how God sees us as equal, um, mm-hmm. but we we do have unique roles. We have right. a different role. Um, but that in finding God's order and finding His design is freedom. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes when, I, really, I guess, when we have man's thinking in our mind, mm-hmm. we see God's thinking as the bondage, mm-hmm. as, okay, well, I'm just going to have to, you know, staple my lips shut and... Mm-hmm. Submit, submit, submit. And not, mm-hmm. you know, not that we're not supposed to submit and not that we're not supposed to um, let our husband be the leader of our homes. But I also read in the Bible of, you know, women like Deborah, yes. women like JL, who, you know, helped win a war for Israel. So we kind of find ourselves, where do we fall in the middle of this? And um, like I said, a true freedom is found in God's way. And we can be strong and we can stand for truth. And we as women have a very unique position to transfer his truth to the next generation. Mm-hmm. Um, but we talked about Satan has this counterfeit. You know, he knows where to sneak in. Mm-hmm. He knows where our weak point is. And he comes in with this idea of here's here's true freedom. This is what freedom looks like. Right. And in some of that history of feminism, that's kind of the second wave feminism when that came in, I guess back in the 60s, was that all the reproductive rights. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the one main area that is holding you back. If you can control this area like a man can control this area, you know, then then the sky's the limit. You have true freedom. And we've right. seen so much sorrow and you talked about hurt, so much hurt. Um so many lives lost, mm-hmm. which has now brought us to this third wave and just all of this modern, but you know, it it presents it as freedom. But it really is bondage. I mean, even to the point where, okay, it started as reproductive rights and sexual rights, but now we're saying, oh, prostitution should be legal in the, you know, in in the, oh, yes, let's let's be feminist. Let's be um, mm-hmm. free in whatever mm-hmm. we want. But to me, I'm sitting there thinking, that's bondage. Yes. You know, that is undermining the very thing that maybe it initially tried to champion, right. which is just putting women back in a position of, you know, just... A, a thing right. instead of the prize jewel that God created us to be. You know, um, Isaiah 55, nine says, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, mm-hmm. so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. We don't believe that. We think that our thoughts and what we think and what we're feeling mm-hmm. is superior. And so you're exactly right. And God does the gifting, mm-hmm. you know, God has, um, so you and I've talked, and we've talked about um, how you dreamed of being a mother and and being a a wife and um, all you know just all those things. And so we're going to kind of go into a little bit of my personal testimony mm-hmm. here. And I want to preface that everyone's journey's different, yes. and everyone's different. Every lady is different, and but honestly, 
I was not that, I wasn't that girl. Mm -hmm. I didn't think like that. I didn't dream about my wedding. I didn't dream about having children. Um, You know, and I just think that part of that was an influence of feminism, but God created me a little bit different Mm -hmm. and um, and not that it's a mistake, but he created me in a way to fulfill a purpose that he has for my life. And so um, I think sometimes we look at each other and we think, um, because I'm not like you mm-hmm. or you're not like me, then something's wrong mm-hmm. and we're inferior. And we just cannot look at it that way. We have to remember that God is God. So we yeah. were talking about equality. Here's what's not equal. We are not equal to God. Mm-hmm. And we like to try to make ourselves equal to God, but we are not. And so God gave an order. And just because I'm maybe not geared that way or I've not thought that way or when I became a mother, God expected me to follow that order. When I became a wife, God expected me to follow that order. And so obedience is the key here. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad you mentioned that because sometimes, you know, it's a podcast for Christian women. So we Mm -hmm. might think here that we're trying to say, okay, well, if you're going to be the opposite of a feminist, mm-hmm. then you're going to have to be a stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. and, you know, make sourdough bread, right. home, you know, homeschool, your, yeah. you know, whatever your list is of yes. biblical womanhood, quote, unquote. Right. But again, God created us, all of us, all of us different. Right. Um, so while there are principles of yes. biblical womanhood, how that is lived out practically mm-hmm. in your life is going to look different in my mm-hmm. life. And, and that mm-hmm. God has a purpose in that. God has, and we're going to talk about that a little bit in the next episode in more of a practical. Um, but I'm glad you brought that up. And that's really why I had you mm-hmm. on to talk to this episode because my history, my you know outtake, everything influenced me to get to this episode is different than you. Mm-hmm. But I think we can both bring something to the table and hopefully encourage the people right, listening. Right. You know, when... Um, when I became a mother and when I became a wife and then became a mother, um, I did not, and I kind of alluded to this just a moment ago, I I worked, mm-hmm. you know. I was climbing that corporate ladder. Um, I had something in my mind that I wanted to do, that I wanted to accomplish. As God's Word, um, as I began to read God's Word, and as the Holy Spirit began working in me, I realized that God had an order and that I needed to raise my children. If I didn't, someone else would. Mm -hmm. And I wanted them to know the Lord. I wanted them, I wanted them to be raised, um, knowing scripture, knowing the Lord, being in church, those kinds of things. And, you know, raising children is a full-time job. Mm -hmm. It's not just some little hobby that you do on the weekends. And so I quickly realized I cannot have it all. You know, back in my day, there was this commercial for perfume of all things. And this is how feminism just snuck into everything. Mm -hmm. And there's this beautiful woman, thin, had her hair done, makeup, you know, beautiful clothes, had it all, right? And she said, I can bring home the bacon, which means I can work and bring home money. I can fry it up in the pan. I can be that that little stay-at-home mom. Yes. yes. And I can never let you forget that, uh, forget that you're a man. And it was this little song, this little jingle, and it came on often, you know, as a commercial. And so uh, it was implying that you could have it all. You can be domestic, you can have a career, and you can... Um, um, you know, 
still be feminine and have a great relationship with your husband. And I found out that that's not true. Now, there may be somebody out there that has found that to be true, but most all of the women that I know have found that that is very, very difficult. It's Mm -hmm. almost impossible, if not impossible. So we had to make the decision, and I wanted to stay at home with my children. So it took us about, I want to say maybe three years to get to the point where I could be a stay-at-home mom. And um, we had to make some sacrifices. Some things had to change. The way we lived had to change. I had to let go of some, um, you know, amenities that I was accustomed to. But now looking back where I'm sitting now, I do not regret that at all. I wish that I had that mindset before I had my children, not during. (laughs) You know, that might have been a little bit easier, but... um, but I'm glad that I've stayed home with my children. I do not regret that one bit. Mm-hmm. I did go back into the workforce after my children uh, were high school, out mm-hmm. of high school. It was something that I wanted to do. And now, you know, that lasted for maybe a few years. And now I'm like, oh, it's not so bad <laughs> being at home <laughs> and, um, and and doing some other things, yes. you know. And so I just, I just think that everyone's journey is different. We cannot, the one thing we cannot do is compare ourselves to each other. Mm -hmm. And that is a tool that Satan uses today. We look at someone and think that they have it all and we desire that. And what we need to be focusing on is God and his word and what his purpose and plan for Mm -hmm. our life is. Um, We were talking about um, the the roles that God has, the work that God has for the man to do and the woman to do. So if you look at a chain, a chain link and all these different links, which one of those chains is more important or links in the chain Mm -hmm. is more important? One weak link breaks the whole chain. So the role of a mother, the role of a wife is just as important. It's equal in in importance. Mm -hmm. And um, so we can look at that link and say, oh, I'd rather be that link than this link that I'm at. But it's still, it's a link in the chain. Mm -hmm. You know, we just, we always think the grass is greener on the other side and it's not. We need to trust God. And basically that's what we're saying is we don't trust that God has our good in mind. Mm -hmm. His number one priority is his glory. Mm -hmm. And when we follow his order, it brings him glory. It brings us blessings, which is good, and it brings him glory. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, the family unit and that that husband and wife relationship, that is intimately important to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And it shows the world who God is. It glorifies him. And so no wonder Satan wants to attack that and destroy that because then it 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 hurts the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that's what he wants to do. Yes. That's his enemy, you know. Well, I was reading in John 10, 10 when I was studying for this, and I come to this verse so often, how God desires that we have life, and not just life, but life abundant, mm. you know. And I think when I read this verse, it just it reminds me that God has such a greater plan for us than we could have for ourselves. And I know you're, you were talking about, you know, raising your children and, you know, this working outside of the home and these trying to balance that mm-hmm. I've pretty much always been a stay at home mom, but I had, I came to a point where I had to realize 
um, that there was only so much of me, there was only so much time. And Mm -hmm. even as a mom who rarely left the walls of my home, I could be here, but not fully present. Um, and so I, I had to work through that and, you know, I, I think in, in all of this, like, like we both said, you know, it comes down to what is God's purpose for you as an mm-hmm. individual? And then as you and God, you, your husband and God, you have to come to a point. Of what does that look like for our family? And we talked about this in the Titus when we were studying through that and talking about mm-hmm. the Proverbs 31 woman. She worked outside of her home. She mm-hmm. did things, but it was out of the overflow of right. what she invested right. into her home. And, you know, again, in studying some of the history of feminism, we all look back, you know, you talked about the past and the future. Mm -hmm. We all, not all of us, but I think there is this listlessness when we look back to the 50s. That was biblical womanhood. You know, the cute little dresses, the curled (laughs) hair, everybody in their nice little, you know, all the children were dressed Mm -hmm. and cleaned at dinner time. But when you really dig into that, you realize that the 60s just didn't pop out of nowhere. You know, that started as a discontentment mm-hmm. that was festering. Um, you know, there was a book came out, The Feminine Mystique, mm-hmm. about how, you know, oh, you think that the 50s was this wonderful little time of just happiness and everything was great. But there was, you know, in the rise of modern technology, you know, all of a sudden for, for goodness, the history of mankind to be clothed, to be fed, to have a house, it took all day, every day, working by the sweat of your brow, husband and wife, as a team, yoked right. together for survival. Right. You know, then we have this turn of the century, and all of a sudden you have microwave ovens. Mm-hmm. And not just a microwave oven. You know, you can get a frozen lasagna at the store <laughs> and pop it in your microwave oven. Yeah. And I was just reading how a lot of that, well, yes, it's wonderful, and I'm thankful for my microwave. You know, a lot of that all of a sudden threw in this whole different mindset and way of living, where now maybe the women look domesticated, but they had all this empty time on their hands Mm -hmm. and they lost their purpose when it might have looked like on the outside that they had a purpose. And so I think it's just good to look back through that. And like you said, not idolize the past. Not, Oh, if I could just go back then, it would be so simple. We've been sinners from the beginning. We've been sinners from Eve. Mm -hmm. Every time in history has its faults, has its hurt. And you know what? The future will until Christ comes. Mm -hmm. But in this, I just have been reminded, another really good resource on this topic is the book Even Exile. But she talks about how, you know, we tend to feel bombarded by it's just such an insurmountable fight. The war is waging. Mm-hmm. What difference can I make? But the ocean is made up of individual drops of water. Mm-hmm. And how, you know, I if I can do what I'm supposed to do, if I can flush my mind of right. worldly ideology and worldly thinking and replace that with God's ideas, I might not impact many, but right. I could impact my few who will hopefully go on. I, I was There's this one lady I was reading, and uh, now she does have a lot of kids. I think she has 10 kids. But she was talking about the compounding effect of a legacy. You know, my 10 kids represents maybe 20 if they get married, which mm-hmm. represents how many. And just, you know, and, and I love how you said too, um, about God's word, how it corrects, how it reproves. And we've been talking with our children. We talk about this path of life. We've been going through Proverbs and how when you get this wrong thinking, when you sin, you deviate from that path. But God has made a way that we can correct that. You know, search me, oh God, know my heart, try my thoughts. Yes. If there's any wicked way in me, 
well, I'm just stuck here. There's nowhere to go forward, even, you know, and I look at my past. No, no, God says, I can wash you and cleanse you and you can get back on that path. Um, and I think that's just important in this topic because like, I mean, we have different pasts, we have different histories, we have different futures. And I don't right. know who's listening to this thinking, well, maybe it's too late for me. Maybe my kids are grown. Um, you know, maybe we feel like, well, it's just this, these thought patterns have taken up so much in my mind that I don't even know how, right. but it's by just the continual washing of his word right. that we come to think Bible, think right. like God. And as long as we have breath, it's never too yes. late. And I think probably me as an example, I have probably taught more people from my mistakes than from what I've done right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's okay. Uh, when we really surrender our life to the Lord, when we really, all we're interested in is pleasing Him and obeying Him, then He uses every bit of us. He takes us deeper into knowing who He is, um, and then we fall deeper in love with him. And when you're in love with someone, you you just you want to obey, you want to please, you want to be a part of that. You don't ever want that to change. And so mm-hmm. it's a journey, and and we have to remember that it's a journey. Okay, so you messed up today, you fell down today, you really blew it. That's okay. God has made a way. He forgives and He forgets. And we always, we don't want to forget. We always forget that part of the equation, but he forgets it. He casts it away. And so we can start new with him. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, there are consequences, but you know, the Lord is with us. He is always with us. He helps us. And even in those consequences, God has a way of just doing miraculous things that we can't even imagine and turning it around to be for our good and for his glory. And so if there's any, you know, even in the mistakes in my life, if someone could be pointed to the Lord and um, could be helped by that, well, great. Um, I don't do everything right. And the things that I do do right, um, yeah, let's, let's look at that. Let's, let's watch that. Let's emulate mm-hmm. that, whatever. But um, even in the things that we do wrong, there's so much... Um, that God can use if we give that to Him. And just instead of holding on to it, trying to um, keep crucifying ourselves or keep mm-hmm. hurting ourselves with our past, we don't need to do that. We have to remember that that's a tactic of the enemy, mm-hmm. not of God. Well, again, to hold us in bondage right. to something, to right. hold us in bondage to a guilt that God has, like you said, forgiven and forgotten. Yeah, exactly. So it's a daily struggle. It's a daily thing that we have to do. It's 2 Corinthians 10, 4 through 5. Mm-hmm. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. We are to take every thought captive. We are to conform to what God has said in his word. We are to cast down imaginations, bring our the thinking into captivity. All these things that we're bombarded with, everything that's false, we are to take it captive. We're to cast that down. We are to believe what God has told us. Follow that. And it is a daily struggle. It is a fight we do not fight it with uh, carnal weapons, mm-hmm. but we are given spiritual weapons. Um, and God has provided that in God's word, prayer, 
Those are things that God has given us to strengthen us, to, to ensure our victory. And so it is a daily fight. And uh, some days the war seems stronger than other days. And uh, those are the days that we just need to spend a little extra time with the Lord. And, you know, sometimes my prayers are just help. I don't even know what Often to ask. Often my prayers are help. <laughs> no, I don't even know what to ask for. I'm just like, help, Lord, help. He hears those mm-hmm. and he will answer those. And so this is what we have to do. We have to remember, uh, we have to know God enough to know what he is like. Mm-hmm. We need to know that the enemy is there to kill, steal, and destroy us. We, we have a target on us. Our marriage has a target. Our children have our families. Mm-hmm. We, we have an enemy, but we need to realize that um, greater is he that is in us than he that is in Praise the world. The Amen. So take those thoughts that are contrary to God's word, captive, mm-hmm. cast down all those ideas, those imaginations, all those ideologies, and um, exalt, you know, and compare it to the uh, knowledge of God, and um, let's obey the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's that's our only job yes. is to obey and follow the Lord. Mm-hmm. And joy and blessings come from the freedom that is naturally found in obedience. It just yes. it just comes. We don't have to work for joy and blessings. It comes from the obedience. Mm-hmm. It's a product of obedience. Well, thank you so much for joining me for this episode. Stay tuned. Coming in the next episode, we're going to do a little Q&A, some questions that people (laughs) have submitted. And I think as we were preparing for this episode and looking at the questions, we realized that a lot of the questions weren't surface level. They were root thinking. Right. And that ties into so much of this, just trying to get God's mind on everyday questions that we have. Right. So, Denise, thank you for joining me. And You're we look welcome. Such to a pleasure. Chatting again soon. Okay. Thank you. I hope that the No Higher Calling podcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe, share with your friends, and engage with me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. You can also subscribe to receive the No Higher Calling encouragement email on my website, which is www.nohighercalling.org. This includes podcast notes, what I'm reading, spiritual encouragement, a glimpse into my home, and some of my favorite products and resources. You can also enjoy more content on the No Higher Calling YouTube channel. I pray that this podcast will encourage you to fall more in love with Jesus and to be the Christian woman he's called you to be. Thanks for listening.